Luke 1, 64. And immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. Right after Zechariah uh, writes down the will of God on the tablet, he, he confirms Elizabeth's desire to name the son John. Right after that, God restores his speech to him. And the proper response when his speech is restored is that he speaks and blesses God. And then we get to see Zechariah's prophecy in verses 67 to 80, which we'll see in the coming weeks. But he gets this central role of prophecy about his own son and about the salvation that has come upon Israel in the form of Christ. And it's just a sweet ending to this story. John Calvin writes of Zechariah's speech returning this, God brings honor on the birth of his prophet by restoring speech to his father. For there can be no doubt that this benefit was delayed until the day, until that day with the end and design of turning people's eyes toward John. Zechariah spoke, blessing God, not only for the purpose of testifying his gratitude, but also so that his relatives and neighbors would know that this punishment had been inflicted on him because he had been too slow to believe. For he was not ashamed to connect his own dishonor to the praises of the glory of God. Calvin concludes, thus it became universally known that the birth of the child was not an accidental or ordinary event, but had been promised by an announcement from heaven. And so Zechariah uh, opens his mouth. It shows that God had silenced him until the day that he would write John's name on the tablet and that that is what prompted this miraculous healing of Zechariah's speech. And all of that was done so that everyone would know that John is God's servant and that John has a special purpose in the ministry of God among his people. And we'll see in verses 65 and 66, the conclusion to this episode in Luke chapter 1. We'll see what happens in light of everything that's going on with Zechariah, Elizabeth, and John. And it will be a response of wonder and reflection and fear among everyone who hears of these things. But uh, but the main point here in this verse is that faith, belief, overflows in praise, in blessing. And this blessing isn't uh, the blessing that God gives upon us. When we bless God, what we are doing is proclaiming that he is blessed or uh, when we bless him, we're saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. When we, when we do that act, what we are doing is saying that God is set apart and worthy of praise. So uh, when we believe and then when we experience the work of God in our lives, that faith and that receipt of God's action overflows in our praise of God, who alone is worthy to be praised. So, God, we ask that you would give us hearts of faith to believe that you are up to something in our lives right now. And God, as we believe, would you be kind to work in and through us? Would you work miracles in our lives? Everyday, ordinary miracles that we don't 
typically count as miracles and then God, extraordinary things that we're not expecting. Would you work those things in and through us? And in response, would we bless your name? Would we set it apart as holy? Would we proclaim that you and you alone are good and worthy of praise? And God, would you, uh, would you give us faith? Would you uh, bless us? And then in response, would we bless your name? And I ask that you would do this for your glory and for our good. In Christ's name, amen. And that is Luke chapter 1, verse 64.